here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Rob McCarron. Hashtag authority. Hashtag Steph Bouncy. Hashtag SmackDown 15. Jeff Hawkins. You done digging that hole? You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Dance on your grave, dirt sheet writer. Yeah. Welcome everybody to Shake Them Ropes, episode 64. As I here I am on video with my brass ring club shirt, which if you follow the at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter, you know that I was very excited about over the last week. Rob McCarron here, Jeff Hawkins via the interwebs and Skype, which works excellently when you know how to use it. Hi, Jeff Hawkins. Hi, Rob McCarron, showing off the guns for the ladies. Yes. So my you know, plan. Sexy. I will crop this video to make sure that my lack of muscles don't make uh, <laughs> any any air at all. Uh, Shake Them Ropes 64. We are on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. That's me at Crap Game 13 for Jeffrey H. Hawkins. And uh, yeah, so you can find us at ShakeThemRopes.com too with all our past episodes. We're on TuneIn, iTunes, Stitcher. We have an RSS feed if you don't use any of those. We're on YouTube, shakethemropes.com slash YouTube for the video show, which you're watching us on. Um, Jeff, we have a lot to talk about. I didn't ask for questions on the Twitter this week because we have so much. Hold on. A special special welcome to any new listeners from the UpRocks community who may have come here through that linkage. I was quoted in an article on uh, With Spandex. I'm a little proud of that, but... uh, (laughs) But then again, I also know those guys, so it's not really that big of an achievement. <laughs> Voicesofwrestling.com, too. A bunch of uh, new content up there this week. If you want to go read a lot of people sounding off on uh, all things pro wrestling. And then every once in a while, want to hear a recap of Jimmy Uso versus The Miz for main event. That's me. <laughs> uh, because it does happen quite often. Um, but we have a lot to get to. Triple H on the Stone Cold podcast we have to get to. Match number 89, the NXT Fatal 4-Way on the WWE.com Top 100 to get into. I think Jeff's going to talk about the NXT Like a Girl video, I think. And he better not hate on it or else I'm going to just cancel the rest of the show. So we'll find out that in just a moment. Um, But we should probably start with uh, Raw and what was a very confusing Raw, you say. It's... I don't know what to think. That that's all. That's confusing for me. It's it's probably not confusing for anybody else in the world. Then don't think about it. I I have to. No. This is what I bring to the show. I bring logic and reason and storytelling. You Otherwise, I'm just a geek. You don't have to think about it <laughs> at all or all the time because ladies and gentlemen, last week on Raw or this week on Raw, all you fans clamoring for Daniel Bryan to be in the title picture and be shown up to be a strong babyface title contender. On Monday Night Raw, you got your wish. 
Yeah. It took a while. Took throughout the show. It took a half an hour opening segment that just would oh. not seemingly end. Um, Daniel and Ryan. you know what? That, that opening segment could have been made much clearer and much easier without the authority. Yeah, maybe. And it also could have been accomplished in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. The thing about that opening segment. So we have an half hour opening segment. The authority is coming out to make their big announcement. After the first five minutes of trolling Denver fans about the <laughs> Patriots win, we finally got an announcement, which was made last week, which is Triple H is calling out Sting for Fastlane. And then the major announcement didn't come until Daniel Bryan, uh, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns all get involved. Roman comes out first. Stephanie's talking. She's kind of leading to the where Roman might think that he's getting his title shot taken away. And he's going to have to put it up at fast lane. And he comes out all worried and like, I earned that shot. I can't give it up. And then Daniel Bryan comes out. He asks... Hey, if you're just going to move this title shot around, maybe uh, put my name in the hat there. I'll take that title shot. And then Seth Rollins is the perfect dick comes out because he had the best showing in his loss at the Royal Rumble. He deserves a title shot because he was great in losing. So you have all three of these guys wanting the title shot that Roman Reigns already has. Long story short, Triple H makes Seth Rollins versus Daniel Bryan for the Raw main event. And that winner would go on to Roman Reigns at Fastlane for the number one contendership. It was a long segment. It accomplished the main event for that show, which is completely fine. Roman Reigns was in the John Cena role, Jeff, that we had a couple of weeks ago. It was the same angle where Will the Babyface put up his title shot for the good of those around him or whatever the case may be. It was basically the John Cena angle all over again. I have two questions to ask here. Number one. Why doesn't Seth just say, I came the closest to beating him in that match? Because it both accomplishes him being a heel and bragging about stuff that may not be true and also gets rid of the whole, it's just a show type well, of thing. It's it's effectively the same thing, right? He it, had the it, best no, show. No, it's was, not. The it's same the same thing. thing. He did the it's, dive. It's he Dolph, put Brock out. It's Dolph Ziggler saying he's going to steal the show instead of winning the match. Well, I don't I don't know if I would say that. It was a throwaway comment, sure. But at the same time, Seth Rollins hit his Phoenix Splash and could have pinned John Cena before Brock Lesnar came in. Who was the man who took Brock Lesnar out? It was Seth Rollins. Well, then just say you were the closest to winning who wasn't who didn't win. That's easy. Yeah. Boom. You could say and that. Then, I can see the, putting on the best you, show is effectively that, though. I I can't. Right. Um, and then and we will agree to well, disagree. Well, I'm just a little naive, Rob. Just we, sitting no, here should, watching my we, show with my popcorn. We should have started with the like a girl. We could have ended the show quick. Um, and also, did, here, here's the thing that was confusing to me. Did yeah. it seem like they were inadvertently, because I don't think they meant to do this on either end, healing up both Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns in their own ways? No, I don't think. I mean, no. Roman Reigns. Why, Roman Reigns. Well, here's the thing. Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. My reason, let me explain right. my reasoning. You give your reasoning, you and then no. I will put the kibosh on. And then you tell me why I'm wrong. Yes. yes. Thank you. It's all good. <laughs> Daniel Bryan comes out in the middle of Ro- what they're talking about, Roman Reigns' title shot. Yeah. And he basically goes, well, I never lost a title. I know I lost the Royal Rumble. Give me the title shot. Yeah. That's a dick move. For those watching on the video, by the way, I'm, I'm responding to everything you say with Mike Tanay facials. I see that. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I'm just and giving then, the serious look, like something profound then, was just said. But go ahead. Number two. Reason number dose. 
something profound was said, Rob. That's true. Um, <laughs> That's true. And then with Roman, it's like every time they're trying to make him come off as a badass, he just comes off as a bitter little bully almost. Like in the locker room scene where he's being all pouty and Daniel Bryan starts talking to him. Even in this uh, thing, it's like, well, it's, it's always been me against everybody, even though it hasn't been. You know, that kind of crap. Well, you know what? Here's the thing about Roman Reigns. Is they're doing the they're doing the rock scene build for this. I get kinda, that. But both guys are not coming off. Kind of John Cena tries to be this guy. I mean, we made fun of John Cena because he had no motivation leading up to the Royal Rumble at all to give the reactions he was giving. But Roman Reigns here has worked. He won the Royal Rumble. It's his title shot. He hasn't had title shots before. He had like the four way match, which was barely a title shot. But really, this guy isn't Mr. Titles come and go. You know, he's not John Cena with the 14 championships. He wants this title shot, but he knows he's in a bind to where, yeah, The Rock did help him. Yeah, Daniel Bryan never lost. He's got somewhat of a point. And he wants to be the guy who has no asterisks to his name. So he wants to beat everybody. So Mm -hmm. the quandary for Roman Reigns is, does he give up his title shot and get his guaranteed, or does he uh, give up the title shot to prove all them wrong? Or does he keep his guaranteed title shot no matter what the the fans think? It's a quandary for him, so I can see his little, uh, you know, back and forth. Daniel Bryan last week on Raw, and a lot of people are bringing up, like, Daniel Bryan, didn't he say last week that he, you know, was stepping aside because he didn't win, and now here he is just all in the title picture? Daniel Bryan last week didn't see an opening. There was no opening for a title match. It was all set in stone. It was Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. But he was getting the same vibe that Roman Reigns was getting as Stephanie and Triple H are talking. He's like, wait a second. There might be a decision here. There might be a a, a wrench in everything. I might be able to get into this title match. Maybe I'll go out there and make it happen. The real question is that Triple H was, you know, talking about this announcement since Thursday. How convenient for his announcement that the key players all showed up in the same segment just by accident. That's the oh, question. And, and and the rest of the roster was standing around a giant screen TV, uh, behavior, behaving themselves and watching it. Yeah. I wonder yeah, if his that, major announcement sh- had a fourth sh- person involved in it, but that fourth person to your come core? out. That's the question. Are you shaking to your core? Um, well, <laughs> no, but at the same time, this is what fans want. What was the number one thing coming out of the Royal Rumble? They wanted Daniel Bryan to win. They wanted him in the title picture. On Monday night, you guys got Daniel Bryan in the title picture. We should be happy. First of all, we got oh. an awesome Raw main event. Daniel Bryan wins clean over Seth Rollins. He won clean, mm-hmm. as clean yeah. as a sheet. No mm-hmm. question there. Mm-hmm. And now you're getting a real main event. I don't know if they're going to put this on last. I can't imagine they don't. But Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns at Fastlane for free for those who are not subscribers is somewhat a big match. It's a big match. Yeah. And also and also you Daniel Bryan fans got Roman Reigns losing. And you got Roman Reigns losing to the big show, which <laughs> that was just I, again, I said it on Twitter last night. God, I said I'm it in my raw recap. Stupid. That was wacky. It was weird because now is the time where you should be pushing Roman Reigns as this monster that just beats everyone. I don't care if there was somewhat interference. And it kind of played up in the main event. Like, this is their motivation. We have Roman Reigns lose to the big show now, so he gets his revenge in the main event to cost Seth Rollins the the victory. But it was just wacky. He's losing to the big show. 
as clean as you're going to get a Roman Reigns loss right now. And yeah, he just loses. That well, on this show think, in the build up to WrestleMania, what the hell? I I think the Rollins being involved in it plants the seed for what I've been saying all along. I think Reigns gets the win at Fastlane over Daniel Bryan, which is an epic troll job on Vince's part. I don't know if that's true. And uh, they may be testing waters here. I don't know yet. I, I'm just this is what I'm thinking. And I think that Rollins cashes in at WrestleMania and loses get that too but i don't know i mean we saw the crowd last night that was not really booing roman reigns when he faced off with daniel bryan they were into both guys daniel bryan you know more yeah it's a roxena build they're not gonna heal either one of them if we were going by crowd reactions if we're going by crowd reactions in denver last night then the ryback should be in the wrestlemania main event oh dear god the ryback was was the most overdue on tv that was interesting too they bring those three back after two smackdowns and a pay-per-view and they kill two of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, not everyone's going to be a major guy. And quite I get frank- that. You can kill Rowan. And you it did. Was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was Ziggler. In the best segment was, of the night, by the way. That was inexplicable to me. I love the match. Don't get me wrong. It was just like, well, all right. What's, what's Ziggler doing at WrestleMania? Nothing. What's Bray Wyatt Dan- doing? The, probably Daniel the Bryan, second most important. He? Well, that, I mean, we've been talking about Daniel Bryan and Sheamus maybe happening. We're talking about Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler maybe happening. Daniel Bryan's in the main event of Fastlane. They might be changing the WrestleMania main event. We don't know what Daniel Bryan's doing. That's the thing I don't know. That's the thing that's bugging me right now. Because it's like, up until Super Bowl Sunday, Ziggler and Bryan are going back and forth about having a match at WrestleMania. That's probably opening the show. And now it's like, okay... Are the are those plans still going forward, or you, you can't do it? Vince rip up the script. Well, you can't do. You can't have Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler working their own angle right now on Twitter or anywhere else because right now, for the next two weeks, Daniel Bryan is in the main event of Fastlane looking for the world yeah. title. He's he yeah. shouldn't be going back and forth with Dolph on Twitter. No, you know, we should have a I match agree. at Mania. I agree, but I, I still I still think that's the plan. It, it very well could be because I don't see Dolph Bryan or Dolph uh, or excuse me Daniel Bryan being in the main event. Of WrestleMania, I think we're going to get Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. It's just such an interesting dynamic because we were talking last week. You brought up the different cities that Raw was going to be in, and you yeah. brought up how easy of a road it is for Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. And Memphis was one of those cities where it should be an easy road for Roman Reigns. And now he's facing Daniel Bryan on the pay per view. Yeah, like if you were worried about Roman being over and getting booed, why are you putting up against Daniel Bryan on the pay per view? I thought for sure when that match was made for the main event of raw that Seth Rollins was winning. I almost, I could have bet all my money in the world that Seth Rollins was winning that match when uh, Seth Rollins attacked Roman to cause him the loss in the opener, because you're setting up the heat on Seth Rollins. I could have thought for sure. I I still think Rollins probably gets involved in that Brian uh, Roman match and leads to Brian losing. How about that? Yeah, it could. I mean, because you're it's a free pay-per-view effectively. There's going to be the 30,000 people in the U.S. that buy it on real pay-per-view, but really it's free. A million people are going to watch mm-hmm. this as an advertisement for WrestleMania. We talked last week that it's a three-hour Raw. You can do a screw job finish, especially if you put John Cena and Rusev in the main event. You can have a screwy finish to Daniel Bryan, but how are these crowds going to react if Daniel Bryan is screwed twice? How are the crowds going to react on the way to yeah. WrestleMania if Roman Reigns is booed? in memphis this is this is fascinating talk isn't it well it's fascinating to watch this play out because right now you know again it's like after 
Well, it's like after Royal Rumble is we have we know what the plans are for WrestleMania, and it very well could be that 100% that still happens. But at the same time, you don't know. And yeah. you just have to watch it play out. Like, this is one of those things. Fastlane is interesting for the fact that you have two unpredictable matches, in a way. You have Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. And then what the hell are they going to do with John Cena and Rusev now that it's for the U.S. championship? Is John Cena going to win the U.S. title? Are we going to have another DQ in that match? Hey, we're getting a match from WrestleMania on Fastlane. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I made comment on Twitter that like JBL is saying this was a match originally scheduled for WrestleMania when there was no storyline at all for that. And then people on Twitter were saying that Michael Cole mentioned it briefly on Raw the previous week or the authority may have mentioned it somewhere that, oh yeah, they were earmarking John Cena versus Rusev for WrestleMania. And they just decided to move it up because of their backstage confrontation at the Royal Rumble. And like, if that was true, if Michael Cole mentioned that the authority was earmarking that for WrestleMania, that still makes absolutely zero sense. John Cena was in the title picture the night before. You think John Cena was just going to get out of the title picture and not go for it, and the authority was earmarking Rusev for him for two months later because they planned so far ahead? I'm still trying to figure out what they're doing with Ryback here. And then you got the (laughs) Ryback, who, that was the best match on Raw, by the way. Better than Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins. The Ryback and Luke Harper. That was awesome. Luke Harper's fantastic. Luke Harper's offense... 100% 100% kick or consisted of kicks. He was the he was playing small guy to big you know the big guy Ryback. He was playing yeah. small guy towering mm-hmm. over him, hitting drop kicks and super kicks all over the place and big boots. Luke Harper's great. Love him. He slotted in this mid card. He slotted his Kane. Really, this big guy who's believable as someone who can beat you in the ring but never wins. I mean, he's the new Kane. Oh, God, I hope not. He's the new Kane. And if you know what? I wouldn't be upset if I was the new Kane, if I can have okay. a job for 15 years. That that part, yes. I, I may not that. be the world champion, but, I mean, Luke Harper's an interesting case because in the next two years, I think he could have a really good run as one of the top-tier guys in that company. And as a baby face, if he ever got a little bit more in shape, you know, he could be a big deal. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's slotted right now as Kane. He's the new Kane. I have a question again about this is continuity. Me going going back a little bit sure. was was the authorities' plan to have Kane or the Big Show win the Royal Rumble? Well, I think so. Okay. I think they would have liked one of those two. I think they would have liked anyone but Roman, or maybe they would have gotten mad if you know Jimmy Uso wins. But yeah, but, I well, think well, the remember, Big Show and Kane was their plan. We're supposed to believe that they control strings in this quote unquote fake fighting company and whatnot so i would assume that's why all those geeks were in the royal rumble to begin with you know what they planned for seth rollins to win the main event of raw and that didn't happen all they can do is set the pieces in place you know i don't think i don't think they think that that far ahead i think they like to explain that away and it just doesn't make sense but that's me you would want uh yeah but let's talk about this rusev segment last night (laughs) completely destroys Rowan as if there was any question that that was going to happen. Completely destroys him, kills him dead. If he dies, he dies. And then the flag doesn't come down. 
That was the best part. The improv after that. Those two were fantastic. Lana and Rusev Loved going them. crazy were Throwing fantastic. Throwing a temper tantrum. Throwing a temper tantrum in the middle of the ring. Rusev because didn't the skip flag a beat. didn't work. Oh, yeah. no. He, he's like, where's the flag? Not coming down? Great. I'm going to be angry a bit, and then I'm going to grab this flag on the outside, and I'm just going to wave it as hard as I can. Yeah. I, I'm starting to come around to our friend Dylan's uh, thinking that Rusev may be the MVP. Maybe. Um, Hello? Well, I don't like you. Because <laughs> I'm in the brass ring club, I can't get ahead. <laughs> no, he's not there yet. But but put it, please put him on top. Make him the top heel. Rusev's really amazing. Authority. I really, really hope authority. he wins at Fastlane. I don't think he will. But there are like a million matches on this show that could just end in a DQ or a non-finish. Like this could be a mm-hmm. bad episode of Thunder coming up here at Fastlane. But Rusev was amazing. Going right at it. Did not skip a beat. Like, he didn't take a moment to wonder what he should do and then do it. He went for it. Lana kind of took a moment. You could see Lana was still smiling when the flag came down as if she was just going to play like nothing happened. And then she saw Rusev going crazy. Yeah. And uh, then she 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 fed off of that, at least. They fed off of it. The crowd's chanting yes because the Russian was, you know, kind of, you know, embarrassed here in the ring. But what I really liked, and this put it over the top for me is that you have moments like this. And we saw it earlier in the night when Curtis Axel was coming out trying to be serious and commentary was just making a joke of him. JBL on commentary was selling the flag not coming down as if it was a bad omen for Rusev at Fastlane. He wasn't laughing at Rusev. Ha ha ha, the Russian flag didn't come down. Ha ha, what a joke. He was putting it over. Michael, what if this is an omen for Fastlane? What if John Cena had something to do with this? What if John Cena, this is a sign that he has the upper hand. He was selling the match from this accidental thing that happened just to show you that when they try and when they're not, everything's a joke. JBL's not bad at all. No, he's not. When he does his job, when he does his job and takes things seriously. Now, of course, you're not going to make Rusev a joke, but we say, of course, as if it can never happen. And I'm sure one of these days it's just going to happen. But I mean, he's. Killing the Ascension and and Curtis Axel, though. My God. Killing Curtis Axel, which, again, goes back to the point that not everyone can be a big thing. Sometimes you just need levity. But I think you could have done something with Curtis Axel. I love the Raw pre-show last night. David Otunga and Corey Graves were on the pre-show with Scott Stanford. And a lot of the show was talking about the controversy that Triple H was going to get to. And David Otunga's, he's hilarious on this show, talking about how the controversy was that Curtis Axel was never eliminated. And he thought Curtis Axel might have been added to the WrestleMania main event, which of course is preposterous. But when they talk about it as a serious thing, I just love it. I love the Raw pre-show almost as much as Raw. And if that first hour of Raw never happened, I thought the rest of it was a really good show. We had excellent matches between people that you don't normally see in excellent matches. You had storylines that, okay, not maybe made 100% sense, but still were, you know, you could follow them and see where they were going. And you know what? Roman Reigns, to me, had a really good showing last night. The crowd was behind him. He punked out the big show at the end. He didn't have to talk too much. He towers over Daniel Bryan. I mean, if you want to talk about guys who are going to get pushes, you know, Roman at a foot and a half taller than Daniel Bryan, looking like Joe Manganiello out there as a Hollywood star, mm-hmm. is going to get the push. I thought Roman had a pretty decent showing on this show, except for, of course, losing to the big show. Let me backtrack 30 seconds. If JBL sells that Curtis Axel statement as 
you know, he has a point or something. You could have done so much, even with the Cur- even with the Dean Ambrose throw out of the ring yeah. to rehab Curtis Axel's image right, right then and there. You had one, you had one job, JBL, one job, and, and you could have done it. And we don't even have to rehab the whole image. Just put no. it over. Like Booker T was put trying. It over like it, yeah, put it over like it's something. Booker T was trying until JBL just made it so much a joke that Booker T couldn't even, you know, stop from laughing. Like Booker well, T... JBL's the heel announcer, right? So you, so you, so you say, yeah, you know, he has a point, and then Dean comes out, throws, throws Axel out, and then JBL should heal a bit on Dean Ambrose, going, "How dare he do this in the middle of a man who has a who has a statement to make in front of this crowd?" You're going to have about seven more weeks of TV on Raw. Are you telling me that if you just gave one week for Curtis Axel to breathe here as a guy who has a legitimate point, you couldn't do a Roman Reigns Curtis Axel match and just give exactly. Roman an easy win? Exactly. I and they're probably gonna do that anyways. So I mean, yeah. Okay. I thought Roman was okay. I don't he's getting crappy lines still to say, I get that. And I yeah. I think I think part of the reason I'm downgrading him a little bit more than you is the build is from Stephanie. And Triple H is still bad because they're still going on this Samoan heritage thing, which isn't doing him any favors. It really isn't because he's yeah. he's the badass loner, and now you're just talking about the humanity part. It's it's the Dick Ebersol part of them that that wants to make them seem well rounded, and it's like no. Just make him a badass. Well, That's all you need to it's do. It's similar to the John Cena build, like you said with The Rock, where John Cena is fighting for his fans while Roman is fighting for his family and whatnot. Like well, the family it, angle doesn't really belong in here. It's just a guy who yeah, is a part of it, a group now on his own. Well, it's it's the Randy Orton build where they call him a third generation superstar all the time, as if that gives him credibility. Yeah. <laughs> and they they don't do that with Axel, so <laughs> or they do it occasionally, but it, you know. Yeah, just I wish they'd drop the whole Samoan part of it, to be honest with you. We're going to preview uh, Fastlane next week and try to predict whether John Cena is going to win <laughs> the U.S. title of all things on this show. I can't believe, like, for two weeks, I was wondering if the U.S. title was going to be a part of it because every time they advertised the match, they just said U.S. champion Rusev taking on John Cena and never had a it graphic. Is. It is now, isn't it? It's for the title. They had the graphic, yeah. It's for the title. They made a pretty big deal about that. Uh, well, they didn't make a big deal at it, but the graphic, there was a graphic specifically there that it's for the U.S. title. I know WWE.com mentioned it briefly, but like, are you really putting the title on the line here? Welcome to the mid card, John. No, it's not going to happen. Come on. I, I mean, I like that Rusev is defending his championship. He should. I do too. I really, yeah. want, I really want Rusev to win this match. Mm. Especially if you're doing, I mean, what's the John Cena plan for WrestleMania? If they do another match with Rusev? You know, have Rusev win this one. John Cena doesn't need the win. Keep talking about how old he is. He's not near the main event. That's ridiculous, too. That's ridiculous. They keep talking about how old he is. As if he's, like, over the hill. He's he's got another... You know, I could see this guy going for another 10 years. Are you just going to keep talking about how old he is? Yeah, you know what? The the old guys always said, you don't start drawing money until you're 40 anyways. Right. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know what's going on. Any uh, Anything else before Raw, before we move on to... Pretty major news coming from NXT. Uh, two things. Uh, Miz, pretty darn fantastic, I thought, on yeah. this show. Yeah. And I think that angle's going along pretty well. Um, and what they're doing with Miz now. They're, they're growing it a bit, at least. And, and Miz is getting some of his uh, bratty heelness back, I think, by now he's aping Miz Dow in the ring. Trying, trying to just troll the people who are cheering for him all the time. I think that's a pretty good move. 
Um, one bad thing that just it it it's it's part of the bigger picture, but it just shows you someone's out of touch there. Page and the Bellas. Page and the Bellas. On the second day of Black History Month, you it, decide to paint her skin black. It was spray to tanner. To give her color. Well, that wasn't spray tanner. That it was, was spray, paint. It was spray tanner. That was paint. You don't get spray tanner in those big of a bottles with that big of an aerosol That's can. what they sold it as. They were talking about how pale she was and how they wanted to tan her up, and then they sprayed her. It was supposed to be spray tanner. That's what it did was. You, did you see what, what was on the skin? Oh, yeah. I saw it. It didn't look black. great. The visual's black not paint. great. Black paint. But that wasn't the idea, is to it's paint her black. black. It was It was month. spray tanner. Trying to glam her up a little bit. Someone needed to just say, get green paint. I love paint. Any other color. Any hey, other color but black. Any. Before the match, there was a, on the WWE app, there was a segment with uh, Paige and Tom Phillips. And, purple. Uh, no one's going to mistake purple as a skin color. Paige is so great just being on her own, talking off the cuff, especially with Tom Phillips. It's like I would watch a romantic comedy with Tom Phillips and Paige as the leads. I would watch it. I might even go see it in theaters. I would love it. Paige is so good. New Fifty Shades of Grey fanfic for you? It doesn't even have to be that. <laughs> like, I'll go watch, uh, I don't know. Watch him do the notebook at a community theater? Sure. Because Paige would be excellent, and she would go away from her lines and just be herself, and it would be great, and I would watch oh, it. Oh, no, I, th- I think she's probably a very compelling character when she's not giving crap to be scripted. I'd be one of the five people in that theater. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else from Raw? Let me think. It was a pretty, uh, I thought it was a fine show. I, I s- wonder what they're going to do next week. Next week, they're in, uh, it's next week, the Orlando Raw. What days? No, they have two weeks until Orlando Raw. Columbus. Next week Columbus, is Col- Ohio. Yeah, Columbus, Ohio, and then SmackDown in Dayton, Ohio, leading up until uh, Fastlane coming up next Sunday. So Columbus, mm-hmm. Ohio. You know, people are there really excited about NXT coming to town. You think they give them a match? Huh? Do you think they give them an NXT match to wet their whistle? No. Okay. The event's sold out. What do they have to sell tickets for? That's true. Yeah. I don't don't think we're going to see NXT guys. Now, when they're in Orlando, I think we're going to see some NXT stuff happening. Mm. But uh, not in Columbus, Ohio. So so it's Bray and The Undertaker. That's the other thing from Raw. Bray and The Undertaker? Yeah, Bray cut his promo talking about... You know, he finished it. He was talking about, you know, whatever, you know, the devil misses you and and all this good stuff. And then his last words are, find me. That's a fascinating way to book Bray in that match, I thought. No selling what is basically a finisher for Dolph. And then well, giving that, him his. That was a weird ending to the match. The Famouser gets hit. Now, he doesn't really use the Famouser as his, as his finish, but he uses it as the setup. Sure. As a setup. Yeah. So he hits it. Bray basically bounces right up and then just catches him, Sister Abigail, whatever. Bray Wyatt's the one who has the important match. This is this is supernatural stuff, yeah. though, right? This is what they're going to start oh. with. They're going to go back into that. I like I like the promo yeah, and the idea that he already, like, he senses the spirit is coming for him without mm-hmm. any provocation. Like, the Undertaker is gone. He's been gone for a while. But Bray Wyatt senses that something's coming for him. So he's saying, find me. find me. Let's do it. And the Undertaker's going to find him. 
I, what is Bray uh, Wyatt going to do at Fastlane, though? I squash somebody. Probably Ryback. They're making him strong. They might as well. Yeah. And we never got that Ryback and Rusev thing. I would have liked a little series the, with them. But. I think this pro- program might have been a bit funner if the uh, more fun if the uh, Wyatt family were still together. Oh, absolutely. I still, I mean, that Royal Rumble ends up being better if the Wyatt family just gets back together. I agree. Rowan. And, Rowan, and the under, easy way to Macy, rehab. Yeah. Yeah, the easy way to rehab Rowan is just put him back together with Luke Harper. And then all of a sudden, he's a big deal again. He drinks some wine and he gets brainwashed. I don't even know about brainwashed. <laughs> just the easiest storyline <laughs> in the world. I was is... going with it for the Vintner thing. I mean, oh, right I, now. I know. But the easiest storyline in the world right now is for Rowan to say, hey, you know what? I suck by myself right now. Yeah. Remember when we were going up for the tag titles? Let's do that again. Just get back yeah. together. Yeah, it doesn't Harper, have to be well, Harper's insane. So yeah. Well, you know what'll happen if they just got back together for no reason? Everyone would be bitching, like, why are these two back together for no reason? I can't believe they didn't say anything. And then I'd be sitting here on this show, like, I you know, what do you people want? They sucked by themselves. Now they're getting back yep. together to go for the tag team gold against the Ascension. Wouldn't that be a match? The Ascension against Luke Harper and Rowan, with Luke Harper and Rowan towering over these fools who are supposed to be the new Road Warriors. How's that for an idea? There's your you WrestleMania could, tag team title match. You know what? You could do this in one vignette. You could do. Awesome. You could have. You could have. You could have Bray go go up to Eric Rowan and just talk to him and say, "Yeah, you really suck on your own. You were so much stronger when you were with me." And it shows how he's that cult leader from the original vignettes. And you know then what? You get them all back together. You know what? You don't even have to have Bray involved. Just make it a Harper and Rowan thing. Let Bray be on his own. Just make it Harper and Rowan. Okay. But you mentioned that, and that brings me to the Rowan segment backstage talking about, you know, no one's ever stood up for me, John, so thank you for doing so. Oh, yeah, you were mad about that. What this. the hell was your first year in WWE? Was Bray Wyatt trying to help you out? Well, remember also, you know, uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns has always been on his own, yet his first two years were with the Shield. Right. <laughs> I mean, just ignore the first year of their career, which has been the best part of the career. Rowan, you were saved. You literally talked about in promos that you were saved by Bray Wyatt, but apparently mm-hmm. he never had your back and stood up for you. He literally stood up for you out of that rocking chair. Rowan. <laughs> we have new NXT tag team champions. Blake yeah. uh, Murphy, or Wesley Blake and Buddy Murphy, who apparently are now just going to go by Blake and Murphy, so we'll see if that's a thing. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Blake and Murphy, your tag team champions. Winning it on TV, which hasn't been done. A title change on TV since the takeover started happening. So it was a surprise. It was somewhat a, of a big deal. Yeah. I have a question for you on this because it fits into one of my pet peeves about the NXT show, but it could be used as a positive. So let me let me put this to you. Okay. I really hate when they make mention of, well, I see them at the Performance Center every day. I see them at the Performance Center. When they make mention of the Performance Center, yeah. it makes you think of these guys as less than main roster, so um, to speak. I guess it kind of, it might have that connotation just because right now we think performance center and new people. Yeah. But it's a gym just like any other gym. Like if John Cena okay. is saying, I'm going to the gym. Okay. Know, they're working but, out to get better. But let me posit this. 
if it is a performance center and a training center and these kids are getting better every day and I see them working hard and all that other stuff, shouldn't it stand a reason that more matches should end kind of like this? Where people, where like Callisto makes a mistake or he's just not self-aware enough and he gets pinned out of the blue because of a blind tag that he didn't see coming. And there should be more title changes based on mistakes that they make well, in the ring and you can bring that up. I, I don't know if you want to do more than, you know, the one every once yeah. in a while. Because no, 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 no. It's to be judiciously used. Well, don't get me wrong. In theory, the champions of NXT are the best ones there. So should they be making all these mistakes? Well, it, it well it goes to the fact that you also bring back guys from the main roster to go against these guys. And it gives you a quandary because, well, shouldn't the main roster guys be better than the guys at the performance center? If they are, then it just shows that they belong on that roster. If they don't, you're wondering, well, why aren't these guys being brought up? So, I mean, it, it all fits in that whole thing of bringing up the performance center over and over again, as opposed to this is a, this is a territory, so to speak. Yeah, I, I like, obviously, the title change because it was fascinating. I did, too. I liked it. I definitely like Blake and Murphy as a team more than the Super Luchas right now. I still think they're missing something, though. They need a team name. Maybe they need nicknames as well. Maybe they need a manager. They need something. Yeah, something that sets, you know, sets them apart from Gunner and Murphy. Maybe a tag team finisher. They'll do. They'll. They have time. I, I think. Okay. I think the story going forward is that you know they were unsuspecting winners. They were you know they're these new That's champions, fine. and we're going to see it, them progress as champions and hopefully try to keep on to. Like most champions are just trying to, uh, you know, they keep going. They're better than everyone else. They keep winning yeah. until a better team comes along. These guys are going to be underdogs in every match they have, and we're going to have to see how they win and keep the titles. Yeah, we need more out of the blue finishes. I thought it was a nice storyline. I think we'll get probably a rematch at TakeOver. You know, might be announced in the last NXT show this week. We'll see. And then they, you know, they kind of cement their win a little bit. Uh, Or they can trade the titles back for all we know. Maybe it's a two-week thing just to get Gunner and Murphy, or uh, excuse me, Blake and Murphy, kind of in the the fold a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we could see a couple of different things. But that's true. With one more NXT left, next week is NXT TakeOver, which now has a name. NXT TakeOver Rival, mm. a play on last year's Arrival. They have already arrived, so now it's just NXT Rival. Uh, so that's happening next Wednesday. We will be, uh, I say we, but I will be there from the show. I'll be there in spirit. You'll be there in spirit. And then somehow, <laughs> just to show people that it can be done, we're going to do a show afterwards. Yeah, so it won't be exactly right after. But it'll we'll, be... We're going to record it like right after. Unlike our pay per view shows, it won't be live. It won't be live, but right. we'll have it up shortly thereafter mm-hmm. with uh, results, commentary, live notes, and so forth. Uh, but we are going to have a show that night, and it will be interesting to see how exactly I am able to get that done. But we're going to do our best to get that done. Excellent. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to have a show. Uh, the schedule for all our shows in February is up, by the way, at shakedownropes.com. It's amazing. We've actually planned ahead and we'll see if we can stick to that awesome schedule. Uh, but uh, yeah, speaking of planning ahead. Charlotte was brutal on that NXT show, by the way, that that promo she did with Bailey. I think it was God awful. Yeah, she's not the greatest speaker. Like something tells me that if you just let Charlotte go out there, well, you can't do that either. Like, I, I was about to say, if you just let Charlotte go out there and be herself, she would break every single time. 
because she's not that great as herself. She's she's one of those who can't cut promos by herself yet, but she's also not very good delivering scripted lines. She goes in and out of character. She loses it very easily. Could you imagine if they actually invested enough to make Paul Heyman her manager? Like, give a female superstar a manager like that and actually put onus on that division? I got news for you. They they might do that. I, I would not, <laughs> uh, I mean... Would not shock me at all because they're very protective of her because she's Flair. Well, she could be the Brock Lesnar of the women. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. She really could. And then you could have legitimate stars going after her. Uh, one of the really, th- you know, the thing I'm most excited about right now in a- NXT, maybe not most excited, but pretty exciting new development is Emma going back. Emma's back in NXT. We'll see what she can do and see if they actually make her kind of a big deal down there uh, as we possibly see Charlotte and maybe even Sasha go up to the main roster. Uh, Emma's one of these that, you know, very attractive girl. You know, she's international. She's got that foreign flair to her. And she was trained by Lance Storm. She's really good in the ring. There's a lot you can do with Emma. Just the last seven, eight, nine months have not been good for her. Oh, they saddled her with Santino. How are you supposed to overcome that? Uh, Beth Phoenix did all right. Beth Phoenix was already established. Yeah. Yeah. Emma wasn't. I think the dance hurt her more than Santino. Oh, that too. They were expecting much more. Dance to get over. Okay, now that we're talking about NXT women, let's talk about that like a girl promo. Talk about the like it's a girl time. promo. What possibly could you have against the like a girl promo? I'll tell you what. They're the the what seems to me the purposeful choice not to have Bailey front and center in this thing. Maybe she was sick that day. No, it, it, was, it had to be a two day shoot. No, well, no, because um, our friend Robert wrote me and said they filmed it the same day that she had a match with Becky Lynch. Maybe she was sick that day. This is tailor made for her. And I think they probably made the choice that this isn't the kind of image they want to show to young girls. They want to show the fitness model girl who can squat 200 pounds, blonde fitness model type, because that's what they like in divas. When you have a Bailey fan with a Bailey shirt as the main character of this commercial. I'm not going to say anything about the thing. I'm waiting for you to say something because you were the one who was angry at me for, for not liking it. I thought it was a fine message to send. It was playing off the Super Bowl commercials, you know, the like a girl Super Bowl commercials, which were pretty powerful. Uh, You got the young girls who were, you know, giving it their hardest instead of. You know, the men who, when they say, you know, do something like a girl, they're like really you're, you're weak even about using, it. You're even using people who aren't on your NXT TV. Yeah. Instead of Bailey. Right. Maybe she was you sick see that day. Not, she's not sick. Maybe she was too busy coughing up blood. Maybe she was hurt. If she had been hurt with the knee, you can still show her speaking. She can still talk. Here's Her the thing. I, I don't think we can right criticize on. the fact that Bailey wasn't in the thing because we don't know we why can. Bailey was not in the thing. I just think, you know, look at it for what it was. Look at for who was in it. And you know what? They were trying to send a positive message. That's if they, fine. If they didn't include Bailey for whatever reason and it comes out, maybe we'll talk then. But right now, I think you just look at the video and they're sending a strong message. Bailey is still on TV for hell. Bailey Rob, might I win the title. Rob, Rob, I want to speculate, damn it. Let me speculate. <laughs> Bailey might win the title at NXT Rival. So there's your positive message for young women is Bailey, you can do whatever you want to do. 
And it was on YouTube, right? They didn't show it on TV. Maybe they'll show it on NXT TV on Wednesday. But it's on YouTube. Let okay. it be on YouTube. All right. You talk me into it. Maybe maybe Bailey went her best Young Buck impression and said, show me the money for this ad, and they didn't want to pay her extra. For a public service announcement, you don't get paid for that stuff. Well, Bailey thought she should have been. <laughs> show me that cash. Maybe she was sick. She did her best Kevin Nash. Hey, can you go out for a one-minute video? Yeah, for five grand. And they said no. Because everything you know about Bailey says that she's the type to hold up a uh, charity for money. From what I hear backstage, they call her the female (laughs) Kevin Nash. From my sources. Let's just move on. They they call her Big Bay. (laughs) They shut up. What I hear. It's the word on the street. But I also heard she was sick that day. So what are you going to do? She, um, she takes more than just wardrobe cues from the ultimate warrior. Right. So yeah. we're going to do our show on Tuesday, our usual show. I might be halfway to Florida by then, but we'll also, so we're going to have to preview the few matches that we know for NXT TakeOver. Um, mm-hmm. Any real big notes? We don't have to spend a lot of time on it because honestly, I thought this was one hour of a fill job that. You know, not much really happened, but the Triple H podcast, he was on Stone Cold Podcast last night. It was a lot of nothing, and Triple H is very, very slick. There were a lot of, I mean, basically any question, except for the Cesaro question, any question you could have had for Triple H on a podcast, he asked it. Yeah. But but Triple H dodged it. Anything that's critical isn't his fault. It's not his call. It's Vince's call. NXT is my baby. Yeah. I mean, he took... You know, 10-minute answers sometimes. Steve Austin was taking hard right turns. I had a tweet that was saying, well, you do know that it was an interview and not an organic conversation. These were hard left and right turns Steve Austin was taking only to come back to main points. Like, a he bit. would ask a serious question then. who? Oh, who was your favorite wrestler? And then another serious question. Like, get, you know, progress with your interview style, Steve. Yeah, he never follows up. But the other thing was, but here's here's the slickness of it. In addition to nothing ever being his fault, I hate this talk of the reality era. I really do because because that whole shine job on on well, you know, the fans don't think we're pushing Daniel Bryan or we're holding him back. It's really just part of the storyline, and they're believing it and blah blah blah. Yet we're reading these things in the Observer about Daniel Bryan and what they think of him. We know. And yet they're trying to convince us it's all part of the storyline and he's in on it too. And waka, waka, waka. And you're just like, come on. Hey, it, it goes to the disconnect between triple H and what, you know, Vince sees for the product. We, I mean, it was a couple of weeks ago when Charlotte, but that's, that's part of my point. Well, I don't think there's a disconnect. I think this is a character he's playing. I'm not, I'm not so sure of that because I, I think triple H really didn't want, uh, we go back to the Charlotte loss on raw to Natty. I, I don't think, Triple H wanted Charlotte to lose that, but he was overruled by Vince. I don't, no, I get that. I don't necessarily think, you know, when Triple H was involved with Daniel Bryan, who did the loss? Triple H, he lost clean in a really good match to Daniel Bryan. I think when Triple H is involved, he kind of gets his way. But when it's not something that is directly his work, you know, Vince is the guy who makes the decisions, whether Triple H likes that or not. No, and I get that, and I understand that part of it but but at the same time you hear about all these brilliant ideas that are kind of throwback ideas that are unvince like that he wants to do for nxt and then you see the build for baron corbin which is straight out of vince's playbook 
Yeah, but I mean, has it been bad? I've liked the Darren Corbin development, and you can't always just push indie superstars. You got to start making your own guys. No, I, I, I realize that. I just, I. And that know, crowd, the, the, that crowd in Florida is really behind Baron Corbin. And you want to talk about guys who can translate to the next level. Baron Corbin to me is a you, guy who could be a big, not, maybe not the biggest star in the world. It, you know, especially when Kevin Dunn starts seeing his hairline. But Baron Corbin to me is a guy that could also translate well in WWE. He's not a Florida only guy. He's not the Emma of the men who can get over in Florida and then just die in the main roster. You got to start making guys like that. I think Baron Corbin is, if they were trying to give that push to bull Dempsey, which clearly they've only pushed bull Dempsey to start losing to these big names. If they were trying to push a guy like that, then I can see that point, but I like Baron Corbin. I, I, I think the one problem with Corbin right now is they're taking his better qualities and they're giving them to Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's he's kind of he's kind of the same guy, just with a lot more tattoos. He's a lone wolf. Yeah, he walks alone. And then if like they start, Batista. you know, we'll see on NXT this week. You know, he's in the final four of the NXT number one contender tournament. And spoiler alert, he doesn't Uh-oh. win. So I'm going to be interested to see what they start doing now that he has a loss on his record, even if well, Bull Dempsey has something ruined. to do with it. Can't watch it anymore. Thanks, Rob. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Believe me, there's better stuff on that show. Wednesday's show overall, will be worthwhile. That NXT show is a fine hour. Yeah. That 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 one. That, I loved the contract signing. I loved everything about it. This week on WWE TV, you're going to get Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins, which was a fun match. You're going to get Daniel Bryan back in the title picture. You're going to get an awesome Ryback and Luke Harper match. You're going to get Rusev going crazy. And then on NXT you're going to get Kenta and Prince Devitt one-on-one. Mm-hmm. What's uh, This is some type of free February they got going on. There's a lot of good stuff to watch on this network, people. Yep. A lot of good stuff. Uh, speaking of the WWE Network, before we went on air today, we were both watching the WWE Network. Mm. You were watching some, uh, some older stuff, some Barry Windham, I think. Uh, I was watching uh, on the Black History uh, yeah. playlist. They have a old Mid Atlantic uh, number six hundred that has the date, how they introduced Barry Windham, and, Barry and if, Windham. You want, if you want to see how they how to how to hype up a star, they give him a car as a signing bonus, and then they show him get a clean pinfall victory over Harley Race. I'd like a car. I'll get a car I'd as a signing bonus. That would be mm-hmm. pretty nice, but it's not happening but, right now. Ben, but you were watching uh, what we're going to talk about now. We're going to talk about match number 89 on WWE.com's top 100 matches to see before you die on the WWE Network. Matches that were, at the time this list was presented, available on the WWE Network. Number 89 is Sami Zayn versus Tyler Breeze versus Tyson Kidd versus Adrian Neville from NXT TakeOver Fatal 4-Way, the NXT Championship Fatal 4-Way main event. Uh, this match came out, uh, it was in September, I believe it was, later in the year. Um, mm-hmm. Quite a match. Just going into it, a little history. Sami Zayn and Adrian Neville were the best of friends. Mm-hmm. And people were wondering what was going to happen in this fatal four-way match. Obviously, in hindsight, we know that this was, you know, some of the middle of the story going all the way to the NXT TakeOver show in December. But I went back and read the Voices of Wrestling preview for the show, everyone had predicted, like I had predicted, I think we predicted it on this very show, that Tyler Breeze would end up winning the title at this match. 
that was a prevailing thought that Tyler Breeze was going to win. I had I predicted. I, I, I don't know I if you did. Zane. Yeah, I you, had Zane, I think. You probably had Zane because you were a little bit more on track than the rest of us. <laughs> but everyone at Voices of Wrestling, Rich and the guys, predicted Tyler Breeze. I had predicted Tyler Breeze to win. And God, where would NXT now, where would NXT be now if that actually happened? We would have lost one of the best matches of the year with Sami Zayn and Tyson uh, or uh, Adrian Neville. But yeah, going into it, Tyler Breeze was the odds-on favorite to win, go figure. And when the match was all said and done, obviously he did not. But I thought Tyler Breeze was amazing in this match. And I would have given him the MVP award of this contest. I, you know, in addition to, I, I watched a lot of the lead up to this and they're having kind of a round robin between the four of them. Yeah. And, and, and the best part was also not only were Adrian and Sami Zayn best of friends, Tyson Kidd had pegged Tyler Breeze as the weak link in this match. Yeah. He was the guy who would submit to, you know, to, uh, to the, uh, uh sharpshooter, if you will. Um, you know, he, he had pegged him as the weak guy watching this match. I have, I, God, I may have picked Tyson kid. I thought he may have gotten the title. Um, Maybe. it gives me such a I, watching this match with fresher eyes and, and more critical eyes. I have such an appreciation for the, for the storylines of Tyson kid and Tyler breeze in this match. Right. Tyson kids, the Dean Malenko of the, of this NXT kind of cruiserweight class. If you will, he's, he's the salty veteran who knows all the tricks of the trades. He, he knows, you know, when to attack people, when not to attack people. He's in control for most of this match. Mm-hmm. Tyler Breeze is the guy who's, for lack of a better term, he's undervalued by the other three participants in this match. And he's looking for spots to take advantage. Yeah, And, and that's why I loved it so much, because Sami Zayn was doing, you know, his flashy stuff. He was involved in almost everything. Tyson Kidd was doing the chin locks, you know, he was slowing things down because that's what Tyson Kidd does. Adrian Neville was was borderline showing off. I mean, there was a dive spot where uh, Breeze and Kidd were on the floor and Sammy was about to do a running dive. But Adrian stopped him. Yeah, hit the moonsault off the ropes for no other reason than to prove that he could do things better than Sammy. Because otherwise, if you're smart, you would just let Sammy kill himself and then just pick up the bones. But yeah, this was Tyler Breeze picking his spots because he knew that everyone underestimated him. He knew he wasn't, you know, the most experienced guy in the match and the, that he had to be smart about it. And that's, I think why I really love Tyler breeze in this match, because he would just come in in random spots when it made sense to do so hit a big move, get a near fall. He just couldn't come out with or, it, but he was really or try, trying or try and steal a pin. Start, yeah. Like, stealing like, a pin. Like, wait, wait. Yeah, when he threw out, uh, it was Tyson he threw out, I think, to try and pin Neville. I'm not, or maybe I have that reversed. He threw out Neville to try and pin he, he Tyson. He threw out Neville after the shooting star press. Yeah. To pin Sami Zayn, of all people. Oh, to pin Zayn, that's yeah. right, yeah. And, yeah. and then the other spot where he ki- ends up three different kicks to all three guys and tries pinning two of them, and he can't quite get that. And And I remember on the after show for this, I thought at one point, Yep, Tyler's going to steal a pin at some point because that's the story they're telling. I, was, I bought in heavily to that story. The biggest near fall of the match wasn't even Sami Zayn at the very end when people thought he would win after the Huluva kick before Adrian Neville pulled the ref out. The biggest right. near fall that got the biggest crowd response was that shooting star press from Adrian. Uh-huh. Tyler Breeze whips him out, covers Sami. People thought that was it. They were going crazy. Yeah. 
Because I think a lot of people thought that Tyler Breeze might have won that match. Like he was in a way the I biggest underdog, but people just thought the story made sense for that to uh, go in the direction. That I I bought in heavily. I thought oh, yeah. that I thought he was going to win there. Even now, knowing who the champion is, I thought Tyler Breeze won this match. Nope, <laughs> didn't happen. Um, it was it was well worked. There were some botches here and there, but no one let that you know discourage them. There was a. You know, Adrian Neville did his back flips up to Sammy's shoulders, but, you know, flipped yeah. a little too hard and fell down. But Sammy just went with it like people knew what to do in this match. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, it was a crazy affair, highly entertaining, went almost a half an hour. Um, you had a lot of different reviews because we talked about the previews going into this and Tyler Breeze was a big favorite um, in the Voices of Wrestling results on this match in the results post. Mm-hmm. You had a range. Uh, Brian Rose gave the match four and a half stars, making it one of the best matches of the year. Joe Lanza kind of taking it down because of the Tyson kid headlocks and some flat stuff in the middle gave it three and a quarter stars. So it was a big range there as far as, you know, going from an average match to a pretty high value match there. Highly entertaining. Uh, it wasn't one of my top three matches in NXT all year when we did the match of the year voting. Uh, but uh, an excellent main event to a okay show. It was one of the weaker takeovers when I looked at the rest of the event. One of the weaker shows. I think it was number three on mine. Was it number three on your like match of the year? No, on my on in terms of oh takeover NX, NXT matches yeah. of the year. Okay, because I think I had the Cesaro, Sami Zayn. I think I had Charlotte and Sasha, and then I think I had this one. Charlotte and Sasha. Charlotte and Natalia was excellent. Um, you had the Sami Zayn, Adrian Neville uh, main yeah. event. Uh, Sami Zayn and Cesaro. I, yeah. I enjoyed. I enjoyed this more than the uh, Neville Zayn match. Really, for some reason. Yeah, I did. There was some crazy stuff in there. But yeah, uh, yeah. And just imagine, you know, if this were '96 WCW, you'd have yourself one hell of a cruiserweight division with the NXT guys, and then with the guys they have on the main roster, they could filter into it. Man, yeah. Oh, uh, we could dream. SmackDown could be that show. SmackDown could be that show. I think, at least I'm hoping that, you know, guys like Finn Balor get a little bit higher than what the Cruiserweights were always able to get. No, and I agree with that. And that's the other thing that angers me occasionally about Triple H interviews when he says, you know, a kid like Sami Zayn, he's just missing that certain something. And I'm just like, he gets over everywhere he is, despite <laughs> even having to work your style. That certain something you t- you, is a you took uh, off a mask and yeah. he's he's wonderful on promos now too. What else do you want him to do? He looks like Christian. Ah. That's the negative. He looks like Christian. Yeah. So that's you know, that's not gonna play a little bit taller, which helps. You know, he's not gonna be towered over, you know, by most of the guys on the roster, but it's not the thickest dude either. Little redhead Canadian. Let's stay on the positive. This was a great match. If you haven't seen it, go watch Excellent it. Excellent match. Very good one. Um, I I think it's going to be better than the next one we're reviewing. Have you seen the next match on this list? I haven't. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it for the contrast from this have one. You ever, have you ever seen this match? I have not. Oh, okay. Then you're downgrading it before you've even seen it. I, I'm just I, looking I, at the names in it. And I'm like, match. what is going oh, no. on here? Don't, don't, do not judge a book by its cover on this one. This I is won't. a brawl. This no. is a brawl, and it's a fun brawl. It's and I the like nasty bo- It's from Spring Stampede 1994, yep. which is my college days, I believe. Uh, nasty Boys versus Max Payne and Cactus Jack. I was nine years old 
when this match took place. Cactus Jack, Max Payne against the Nasty Ma- Boys. WCW Spring Stampede. Match Look, number 88 on the I'm countdown. Gonna, I'm going to say this. Forget what you know about the Nasty Boys. Forgot I hate the na- already. I, I hate the Nasty Boys with a passion in terms of watching their matches in WWE. They They bring it in this one. And Max Payne, back in the day, around this time, had super buzz on him in terms of being a big star in terms of, you know, the growing violence and hardcore movement and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for the next one after it as well. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I don't know offhand what the next one is after that. So we'll keep that a surprise. Um, okay. I got to tell you, I got, I'm looking at the list. That's how I know. <laughs> that's all right. We'll get there. Um, right. so we're going to do this next Tuesday. We're going to have a regular show on Tuesday. I will be somewhere in between Indiana and Florida on my Trump way stop. to Orlando <laughs> for NXT for a lot of NXT shows and maybe one or two impact shows Oof. because Oof. I, you know, Oof. there's Valentine's day is in the middle as I was surprised by last week. So I'm not exactly sure how that's going to happen. Do you have a special lady? I do. What? Can you believe it? I can't, but go keep going. I have to wear a mask when I see her. So she doesn't see the hideousness, but what are you going to do? Um, so we'll see what happens uh, there. But I'll be in Orlando for Wednesday. We'll do a live, not necessarily live, I and mean, we'll be live. But we're going to do a post show after NXT TakeOver Rival that will be up shortly after the event ends with the live perspective plus the perspective of those watching on the WWE Network. So two big shows next week. We'll cover match number 88. And then the week after, we'll be back. Check our schedule at shakethemropes.com. You can catch all our shows, including our video shows at shakethemropes.com. Subscribe to the podcast, like us, rate us, review us, a whole bunch of stuff that you can do without having to pay a dime. Uh, A lot of fun stuff. And then hit us up on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. You can join in our conversation, be a part of the show. So we definitely appreciate when we get feedback that way. I'm looking forward to next week, Jeff. I uh, enjoyed this show, enjoyed the match that we got to watch, enjoyed Mm -hmm. all the uh, wrestling we got to talk. And Daniel Bryan in your main event title picture. So everyone, be happy. And don't worry. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.